In a world where tomorrow's blockbusters reign, three millennials look back on our generation's classics, on our generation's classics, our generation's classics, and remember. Hey everyone, welcome to Millennials of the Movie House, the podcast where three friends watch our generation's beloved movies of yesterday and review them from our modern adult perspective. I'm Betsy. I'm Tracy. And I'm Serena. And today we watched Home Alone. Yay! <laughs> Happy summer. We're watching Home Alone. Wait, the Christmas Kevin! movie that everyone loves. Yeah, right. Of course. Um, 1990, written by John Hughes and directed by Chris, Chris Columbus. Big I names. John Hughes. I don't know why yeah. I didn't know that. I should have. I, yeah, same. It's just, it didn't occur to me until this time around. Because who pays attention to the opening credits? They're boring opening credits. Um, starring <laughs> oh, Macaulay Culkin, Joe Pesci, Daniel Stern, Catherine O'Hara, John Hurd, and Roberts Blossom. Quick synopsis, Tracy Go. Home Alone, it says it all. <laughs> um, this very, very, very large family is going to Paris for Christmas. And when I say large, I mean like 20 people. Excuse me, it was 15 people. You're right. There's 15 people in this house and you're the only one causing trouble. Apologies. 15 people. I need you to know, I'm going to show you this. I decided to try to map out the family without looking it up. Yes. Oh my God, you guys. I need to see if you and I agree because I think I have issues. The home alone wiki is incorrect. Um, I have issues and I think it takes into account um, home alone two, And I think there's another Home Alone with Macaulay Culkin, maybe? Yes, there's a Home Alone too, And I think there are three other children involved. Yes, agreed. Yes. Rob's kids. Yes. Yes, okay, continue. And I have, Finish okay, all right. <laughs> so they, the power goes out, there's some storm or whatever. So they, in the house of 15 people, they all sleep in and they are late. So they are rushing to the airport. But they forgot that the day before Kevin, I want, he's not quite the youngest. I guess he's the youngest of his family. Right. Um, was acting up, which I will get into because I don't truly agree with this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and was put upstairs into like one of the guest, like kid guest bedrooms because there were so many people in the house and they kind of forgot him mm-hmm. and they, he's left home alone. So he has to deal with being home alone as an eight-year-old, but also there is a, pair of bandits that have um are stealing from all the houses on the street who of people who have gone away for christmas so he has to deal with them breaking into his house and shenanigans and then there's like a a c plot of the scary guy next door who like he's scared of and then he you know helps out and learns the true meaning of christmas or some crap like that yes perfect (laughs) Yeah, honestly, Christmas really doesn't come into no. it that much in this. That Except was going to be that everyone's gone. Right. That was going to be one of my questions is, is this really a Christmas movie? Right. Or it does takes... it just happen around Christmas time? Exactly. All yeah. right. Well, now we're getting into the Die Hard thing again. So exactly. True. Yeah. Exactly. This is the, the Die Hard quandary. Yeah. Yep. Because it's all about, I mean the argument for it being a Christmas movie aside from it being set during Christmas is that it's all about family and that's what Christmas movies tend to be about. And like, mm-hmm. you know, but Die Hard is all about that too, in a way. Yeah, so. you're right. And he's like, 
All right. I think we're the first one here that Home Alone is diehard. I mean, he's fighting the bad guys to get to his family. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a very And good all point. he wants to do is return to them by Christmas. Yeah. All right. You're here to hear first, breakthrough. Folks. Breakthrough, guys. Yep. First five <laughs> minutes of the podcast. All right. Um, so before we jump in, I want to circle back to what you and I were just discussing because I want to get to the bottom of the family. Yes. Okay. I'm going to, let me read off what I have, the notes that I have, and then we'll get into the Rob family. Yeah. Okay. So there were three brothers, Peter, Frank, and Robert. Peter married Kate. Frank married Leslie. Robert married Georgette. Correct. Peter and Kate had Kevin. This is not in chronological order. I apologize. Kevin, Buzz, Jeff, Linny, and Megan. Correct. Okay. Um, Frank and Leslie had Fuller. Tracy, Rod, and Brooke. And there's another kid in there. I don't think there is. And let me explain why. I have Robert and Georgette have Heather and Sandra. And this is where I disagree with the Home Alone. Because there's a very specific moment where Kate says both of of his his kids are still here. Yes. Right. So Heather had a sit had a sister. Okay. That and there was an things. extra daughter. There was an extra child girl in there and her name. Okay. Was um, so yeah, that's what I have to say. Okay. I, okay. That fixes the problem I have because I had that Sandra was Frank and Leslie's because I took it off of whatever. And I was like, right. but yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes so much more yeah. sense. Right. I'm going to have to rewatch the- that very, like the beginning Part on the it. Home Alone wiki, it says that Sandra is part is Frank and Leslie's daughter. But I, I, yeah, no, I disagree. All because Kate says both kids. Yep. That's all. And okay. in in future things, it looks like Rob and Georgette have more children, but I think yes. they're younger. Stefan and then twin daughters, I guess. I, uh, okay. How, how did you figure all that out? Well, Stefan and twin daughters, I just want us that Did you hear that daughters, daughters, oh, the Rhode Island's coming out. <laughs> I just looked is. that up that that was yeah. my only reference point was the wiki for that, because I think it is home alone too. Maybe that, that, that they're referenced. Yeah. But everyone, I'm like made a point of not looking it up. I'm like, I can figure this out through the movie alone. I can do this. <laughs> good job. Good job. Okay. <laughs> that fixes things. Good job. All right. Anyway, not the point at all. So go ahead. When I was little, I never understood because I wasn't really paying attention to the conversations that the parents were having Mm -hmm. on the phone and to each other. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of, um, not deposition. What am I trying to say? Exposition. (laughs) I knew your deposition. Um, there's a, so it explains a lot that I never paid attention to. And granted it wasn't that I paid attention to the first time this time, but I think it's still, apt to say that we were like, how did they afford to get all these people to Paris and why are they going to Paris? And it was like, cause one of the brothers brothers live there. there. They're going to go visit him. And I will argue like the question has always been, how do they have enough money to do this? If you look at that house, that many kids and the money that she's like willing to drop at a hat, granted she would drop anything to get back home. But like, the things she had just on her are crazy. And at one point, the bandits say um, this is like the creme de la creme of this neighborhood is that house. They keep calling it the silver tuna. Yeah. That's what they want to get to. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that is the most 
affluent house. So they yeah, are, the, they, they're rolling in it. Ever since I was, I became an adult watch. Cause I, I watch this movie once a year at Christmas yeah, time, same. of course. Yep. Um, ever since I became adult, I'm like, I want to know what the father does. So yeah. badly because he is rolling in it because I mean, she could be working too. Absolutely. But what is it four or five kids yeah i mean my god if both parents are working with five kids god only knows what's happening in the house that said that actually points to the parental problems that i have in this movie because no offense they are not doing great terrible parents and i understand that it's a very stressed out time maybe this is not them at their best but yeah no yeah agreed yeah (laughs) the thing that does make this christmas is the soundtrack there is a lot of you guys would be so proud of me i pegged john williams before his name popped up oh good job i actually knew that because i had a conversation about it with my sister when we watched home alone together like last christmas or the one before but like but like that was one of the that was one of the movies remember i went through and i googled like i i mean all the greats yeah everything harry potter yep yeah, I mean, there's really it's there. It's no wonder that this became a classic between between John Hughes, Chris Columbus, and John Williams. That's insane. That's an insane yeah. lineup. Yeah, of course it's gonna be a classic. Okay, well, all right. So, and I don't think they quite understood the brilliance of Catherine O'Hara yet. Seriously, okay. Can we John talk about Heard. how is there ever a movie where Catherine O'Hara doesn't play a crap mom? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> just it's just the role beetlejuice beetlejuice and Schitt's is she creek. in schitt's creek i mean let's talk mm-hmm. about schitt's creek, creek yeah, right yeah. yeah that kind of right. that, i feel yep. like that's what made her the household name that she is now yeah it really yeah. did and, and then people looked back that was like oh she's always been brilliant right right um all right so so taking a step back this is one of those movies where it's it's gonna it's especially hard for me not to look at it with nostalgia eyes yep because when I'm watching it, normally it's during Christmas and I purposefully am watching it for the nostalgia per- reason. Yep. So objectively speaking, how did we like this movie? Objectively? Objectively. I, I don't know if I could do objectively because I have a strong attachment to this this yeah. and many other right. movies from the era. I don't if, know if I could separate myself. Can you can like can you try to imagine if you had never seen this movie before, you were watching this movie for the f- very first time, would you enjoy this movie? Was I watching it in 1993 or was I watching now. it in 2000? Yeah, I I don't sorry. think I necessarily would because of the all the little flaws that I'm like I think they're funny now. But I think if I watched now, I'd be like, what is going on? Why, uh, why are the parents so bad? Why yeah. is he so annoying? Why? And I don't particularly like like the three stooges type of comedy. What's that called? Slapstick. Yep. I don't necessarily find that funny. And this movie was basically a children's slapstick. Yeah. So I, I completely agree with you on all accounts. It is. It is a I think it's a family movie because an adult can watch it through and be entertained. Whereas yeah. some cartoons you're like, I can't, I can't watch this. Right. But it is for children. So you yeah. would watch it with kids. Right. I think it's like aimed for all the audience. I think it's aimed for parents too. Like some Which, of the. Well, that's why you have, I mean, Catherine O'Hara has a lot of scenes and I'm sure that that was their attempt to bring the parents into it. And honestly, I, you know, it, 
I think that's what they were marketing it towards. It wasn't like they were trying to push it, you know, so. Yeah, it's not just for kids. It was a family movie. Yeah. Whereas the sequels, I maybe not two, mm. but like the three, four, five, six, whatever. Those are definitely for kids and parents. Would be yes, them, it's yeah. always the sequels are always <laughs> stupid. Yeah. And for children. Yep. And yep. for like, like, look at video. Like, uh, like, look at like Beethoven and um, Air Bud and yeah like all of those like the first movie was like okay it was a family friendly fun yeah and then they were like we need to milk this and we're gonna make it stupid for kids yeah that's exactly right yep um yeah i completely agree with you and i am also not a big fan of slapstick this goes this gets a little bit close to the realm of pranking and it's not quite there which is fine but i really really hate pranking even in real life, let alone in movies, like just the, the entire concept annoys me. So yeah, this is really not my cup of tea. Also, I never really registered how far into the movie you get before the shenanigans ensue. Yep. There it's is really so like the much buildup. Yeah. The last yeah. fourth of the movie maybe. Right. Yeah. So and it's funny because this time around, I enjoyed everything up until up. that point yeah right right yeah i liked yeah. him learning how to be alone like right. going shopping and like and you know he became remorseful and you know he he acknowledged that he wasn't a good kid and blah 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 yeah that's yeah. stuff i want to see <laughs> yeah which i mean on the one hand okay going back to it on the one hand yeah he was you know acting up and whatnot but he got punished i feel like for the wrong thing yeah because there was a point where he calls his mother something. What does he call her? A dummy. He calls her. He calls her a dummy at one point. He when he gets up on the bed, he says, "Why don't or something like, why don't you get you know get off the phone and tell me to get down or something like that." He is sassing his mother left and right, and he does not. She does not bat an eye at it. But when he retaliates, when Buzz is teasing him, uh, uh-uh. no, 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 no. Yeah. No. <laughs> I, I, in, in life as a child and in movies or anything, I hate it when it's the, the wrong kid that gets punished. Yeah. It's like the reaction. Cause yeah. that's what gets this, like the attention, like the parent will miss the original thing, but then when it explodes or blows up or makes more noise or whatever, that's what they catch. And that's the kid that gets in trouble. And it's like, why don't you pause for a second and see why that reaction happened? Right. Exactly. exactly. Not to say that maybe they both deserve to be punished but maybe you should like you know get to the root of the problem work through it yeah and like i understand like the miss the the craziness that occurred after the mishap but like soda spilling in uncle frank's lap that was peter's fault that was not that was not kevin's fault i mean it's like little things like that i was like yeah i just i think and all like when he's trying to like get help from all of his siblings because i don't know how to pack my suitcase he's eight right what did the mom think he was gonna throw into a suitcase exactly exactly how and it's the day before if you have that many kids that many people in the house how do you not have all of your crap packed and by the door right yeah right yeah you you get that stuff packed and ready before frank's family gets there because you know chaos is gonna ensue yes yeah um speaking of frank can we talk about frank god i hate frank I hate him so much. Frank. I hate him. Yeah. He's not just a horrible uncle, father, 
husband. He's just a bad person. Yeah. Yeah. He's oblivious and like, yep. Yep. Everything, everything about him is he's the true villain of this movie. He really is. (laughs) He is. He is. My nanny anxiety kicks in because yeah, the packing, the organization lack thereof. Um, would you allow kids to wreak havoc they, the way they wreak havoc in this movie? No, absolutely not. I run a tight ship. You guys know how I roll. <laughs> and Zero I, BS policy. <laughs> I would argue that maybe three kids are like of that like troublemaking age and the rest of them should know better. Yeah. Right. I kept looking at Heather like she should be a fifth adult in this scenario. And yes, she was the one that they told to do a head count and she messed that up. But she like why didn't kevin go to he- i mean i understand that she's just a cousin but go to the i would go to the oldest child and yeah. then work my way down not just the siblings but maybe that's just because yeah. we, we have yeah. close cousins in our family but <laughs> i thought that heather lived with them right but- that was gonna be my one of my questions is does heather and sandra live with which which group of which group do they live with I don't see Frank being like, you can stay with me unless they were in a boarding school or something. Uh, No, I don't. I maybe, but I think the way that uh, Catherine O'Hara, what's her name? Kate Kate. turns to her. I Mm. think this is not the first time she's turned to her to do things. Yes, that makes sense. Yeah. Especially the interaction in the van before they were leaving. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely right. Okay, fair. Yeah. Then Kevin definitely should have turned to Heather. (laughs) Whatever. Anyway, that's okay. We're getting nitpicky. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So what so what was everyone's favorite part of the movie? As oh, as 30 something in 2022, what was your what is your favorite part? Can I can I just say obviously the music? Of course. Um the the score and the soundtrack. Like the 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 popular songs they chose as well as the John Williams stuff. Both of them. I would fantastic. almost say that the song the christmas songs they they did use became more popular because of this movie like yes. christmas tree rock or whatever rocking it is. around the christmas tree yeah, yeah absolutely you can't not think of that scene when you hear that song these days yeah. yeah oh yeah um i meant to look up what other movies were released the same like time frame because i wanted to see how That's it outshined question. do you know what was released that same year no what? it was goodfellas with oh, joe yeah. pesci oh wow that is the opposite yeah. type of movie. That's interesting. Cause I was, I was always wondering, cause I think wasn't that Joe Pesci's like actual, like big movie. Goodfellas. Absolutely. Yeah. Casino. It, I think he was in casino too. Oh, how old was that one? Ooh, nineties. I want to say. Okay. Well, this um, was, this was 1990. And yeah. I was like, that's like, can you imagine like the biggest, baddest guy being the bad guy in a children's movie? That's scary. Right. Now that we know who he is as adults, it, it it is such a random movie for him to pick. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I know you guys are both saying that you're not like super into the slapstick. Um, you I, are I, allowed to be into the slapstick. I, totally I, the fair. pranks that he was pulling, I was like, that's really well thought out. Why didn't I think of that? Like, I remember watching this as a kid and thinking, these are really good ideas. And then, like, my brother and I would, like, try and pull them off and we would just fail miserably. And we're like, how did he do that? So, like, even now I'm like, okay, like, low-key a little still impressed, you know? It, um, um, it reminded- some of it was a little bit, like, cheesy, though. 
I feel like there was a point in time and maybe it's still like this where kids just did stuff like that in movies where like because I I kept thinking of like overboard they always had those like random crazy contraptions and inventions and I know the neighbor that was my fun fact (laughs) is that the neighbor um neighbor kid uh was Joey from overboard yes did you notice that when he's having the conversations with the driver, he he mouths along to the driver's lines? No, it's oh my precious. gosh. It's so cute. That's so funny. But yeah, I did. I was like, is that Joey? <laughs> oh, you recognize him? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. good for you. Um, but then also, it also reminded me of Cheaper by the Dozen, all of those like, you know, pranky, because they, they do like a prank war in Cheaper by the Dozen, I think. And so like all those types of shenanigans but engineering shenanigans almost yeah like, yeah yeah like, i mean almost like I well kids thought can out. actually do that is my problem you know it's they can't like, because the kids always play smarter than they really are in real life always right, right yeah like have you ever tried to play a board game with a child they can't figure this this is like real life mousetrap they can't they can't do that as as marv says or whoever kids are idiots kids Aww. are kids are dumb Actually, speaking of Marv, I feel like Daniel Stern doesn't get um, doesn't get a lot of, you know, attention for this mm-hmm. movie and his career in general. But I think he actually has a solid career. Yeah, he does. It's just never like in the, you know, because he's never like the main guy. He's always that side guy. Right. But he's still. Yeah, he's still he's a just, great actor. He's just always around. Yeah. Daniel Stern, I think, is genius. And arg- I would argue that my single favorite moment of the entire movie is his scream when the tarantula lands on his face because oh yeah a beautiful scream <laughs> that's I, I'm gonna I can't I would go with the tarantula as my least favorite part I don't know if we're doing least but you know arachnophobia is a thing oh no 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 if we're if we're going for like worst part it's the nail in the foot oh okay I still can't watch that I still have to turn away I so that's obviously purposefully there, which reminded me of, have you guys seen A Quiet Place? A Quiet Place, yeah. The first time I saw A Quiet Place, I'm like, oh my God, they're doing Home Alone. They're doing Home Alone. I, it has to have been an inspiration because how does a nail get like that on a stair? I know. Yeah. I, like, why was that? Why was a nail in the board? In the middle there? of a stair. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. I know. <laughs> my favorite part was angels with filthy souls yes yes the, do, you, do you have like info on that because i feel well, like the only it made I mean, up for the movie or was it, it? is so okay. like the this is the information that i remember from you know forever is that it i feel like they tried to get another movie and maybe they couldn't get the rights to it or mm-hmm. something and i think it's because they used it so intentionally in several different parts that mm-hmm. they wanted certain things. I I'm not really sure, but it is they didn't made want up to worry movie. about like clearances or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it is a made up movie and it comes back in the sequel where with uh, angels with filthy souls two is like playing or something on like the TV. And, nice. Yeah. Um, so, so, so wait a minute, just so I understand they filmed that movie as its own little thing. Like, yeah. like, in 1990, they filmed that movie. I mean, it was one scene, but I yes. know, but it was impressive. I, it, yeah. I never, to this day, I don't question that is an old movie. Oh yeah. I, w- I wanted to go watch it. 
Right, right. I bought it. And because I feel like a lot of the times when you're watching like a fake old movie, you can tell. You know, there's something about it you can tell. Yeah. Because well, like in yeah. the background, he was also watching Miracle on 34th Street, their original. Right. Oh, and it's like, yeah. you can it's Wonderful Life was on too. It, and in French. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And, and, and whoever came up with Angels with the name Angels with Filthy Souls. That's great. That's great. It's in reference to the 1938 film Angels with Dirty Faces. Oh, I think oh. I, I think I heard of that one. I, I approve of that favorite part. Good yeah. Job. I because I like I like how they use it in multiple ways. Yeah. And yeah. Yep. I know we talked about how objectively speaking, at least Tracy and I are not, you know, big fans of this movie. Do you guys remember watching this as a kid and you know what your impressions were of it as a kid oh yeah I remember thinking it was like wicked funny (laughs) I remember liking it um I remember my brother liking it I remember always being annoyed with buzz I remember always hating Frank I do remember being scared of the neighbor Mm -hmm. like more so than the two bad guys yes because the bad guys were like funny and a joke whereas like we all had that scary person in the neighborhood or the house that you wouldn't go near or the, you know what right. I mean? And as a kid, old people are scary. I'm sorry. Yeah, they, are. they are. And in retrospect, it is kind of like weird. Like, why is this old man talking to this young kid other than they are neighbors? So they do yeah. recognize each other. So they're like, Hey, you live next door to me. Remember yeah. type of thing. But my big, my big issue is after he saves Kevin, he brings his he brings him back home alone like he just leaves kevin home alone still (laughs) i think things were different in the 90s like i feel like dcf would be real quick popping over at the front door well right like they all they had was like a knock on the door and they're like nope he's not answering and it's like yeah of course he wouldn't answer you're knocking on the door and he's alone (laughs) off of that because he truly thinks his family disappears is he wishes for that the night before mm-hmm. this movie. Cause I feel like that's a very popular trope, especially in like the nineties, two thousands of like, like freaky Friday type thing or um, any, any type of like fairy godmother type moment. Mm-hmm. This is a wish, wish fulfillment fantasy movie without magic. Yes. That is a great way to look at it. If this movie was truly only from Kevin's perspective, it would be a full fantasy magic movie Yeah, because we're getting Catherine O'Hara's side of things. We see what's actually happening. That's a really good way of looking at it. And especially because I noticed the, um, the setup for the power going out is, you know, the wind is really blustery and you see the, the wreath shake and that is all, you know, immediately after him saying, I wish my family would disappear. So you're like, oh, that's the wish happening. Blah, yeah. Blah, blah. So yeah, I think that's oh, really yeah. clever. I, I like that. Good job. I have two questions for you guys. Okay. What was your favorite trap slash contraption? And I don't necessarily have an answer, but I kind of feel like the ornaments one sticks out. Like when he's crawling back in, it's like, I'm like, oof, that hurts. Like, like these things is- literally look like they hurt. Like, I know it's like just a movie, but I'm just like no. cr- cringeworthy. I agree with you because he keeps walking through them too. It's like at that point, you, you've stepped on it once, then push them all out of the way. Right. Like, yeah. don't or like to you walk know, on them. Right. Like, yeah. Use your hands and like, you know, <laughs> right. something. 
They were kind of like, just like very dumb. I did make a note. This movie gave us an incorrect, incorrect perception of injuries. Yes. Because like iron to the face is, it might kill you. It's not just going to leave this weird, funny little impression on your face and you can still walk like fine. Like, right. You know, things like that. And, and I feel like that was a very, that was just, that's what you do with kids movies is you, you minimize the actual injuries, but like these guys are in the reality, these guys are extremely severely injured. Yeah. I read, it was either an article. I might even say it was a podcast I listened to where they were like, how many times would these guys have died? Yes. And they like, <laughs> and they're the like, the blowtorch to the head alone, you'd be out of commission. Right. You would be right. severely burned, severe pain. You yep. wouldn't go back into that house. Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Which is a, like, I think the first thing that happens to um, one uh Harry. Harry. Jeez. Marv and Harry. Mm-hmm. And even like, even just um, slipping on the stairs, slipping on the stairs. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, oh that's God. back throwing your back right? out. I, throw yeah, your back like out. Cement stairs. I think too, that would be like, right. you could have broken your back easily. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it, taking into account that these are, you know, these are pranks that are not actually causing injuries. Yeah. I think I would have to say the, um, the the cars at the bottom of the stairs is does somebody else already say that no nope. no but that oh yeah i forgot about that i don't know why That's but a good one so i'm not i'm not a slapstick person but every now and then some little maneuver does make me laugh and for whatever reason the fact that they ran into each other and fell yeah that 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 tickles me yeah. yep. i thought that was funny yep. yeah she's tickled that's good mm-hmm um okay another about, question whoa, whoa, you have to answer oh. it too oh i think it's with the um the angels with the filthy souls. I like the, oh, yes. like the firecracker type part of it. Um, mm-hmm. I do like mostly cause I like people seeing like the cosplay of the wet bandits is I do like the, the iron mark on his head yeah. and then the, the blow feathers. torch to the, and the feathers and the feathers. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's like a iconic scene, iconic look. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And I think one of the, the best lines too is, um, what happened to your face? Mm-hmm. Why the hell do you look like a chicken? Or oh yeah, a, the chicken. Why are you dressed like, like a chicken? Why yeah, yeah, like yeah. When they run into yeah. each other, that's a. And that was like the. That's like a flashback, full circle. To I thought she was a chicken. <laughs> okay, what was your next question, Trey? Um, how would you have survived Home Alone? Like, would you have been able to? Like, I'm trying to think of myself as at seven, right? No, eight. He like, would you, I don't even know if I knew how to like correctly turn the shower on. No, never mind being like the, being able to order pizza over the phone. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I was terrified of the phone. He was Um, not a normal. Were you able to like figure out how to do laundry at that point? Well, and put but, in fabric so, softener. Like, no. I don't know if Here's maybe cause he's in a huge family. He can do this stuff. Cause he kind of has to be like, you do it on your own. Right, but he was afraid to go downstairs because of the furnace, so he never went down to do the laundry. Right. The furnace. Also, so, why did he have to do laundry? It was like two days. That was terrifying. The furnace was terrified. Dude, the furnace terrified me. Okay. Honestly, I can't imagine a scenario where there's not a single person I could call. Like, the I phones knew, are out. I knew, oh, the phones are out. I would go to a neighbor's house if the neighbors weren't there. I mean, we don't live in a, you know, I live in the middle of, I, when I was nine, I lived in the middle of town. I would have been able to find somebody to help me. I, I can't imagine a scenario where I'm just like, okay, I'm home alone. 
yeah. for the foreseeable future. This is yeah. my life now. Like I was, I was pretty capable of like doing stuff. Like I babysat pretty young, but not at, not, not at that eight. young. Yeah. Maybe at like 11 or 12. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Same. But like, I was still like, I'm still afraid of the dark. You're <laughs> right. I, I just, I don't think I would even try to survive on my own. Is no, basically I the think, answer to my yeah. question. I see the thing is like, I, I, I did think about when I was younger, I'm like, what would I do? The guys breaking into the houses, that part makes it pretty, it, it makes it scary. And Macaulay Culkin, you know, it's like his, this is like him in his prime, you know, he, he goes into survival mode and yeah. he fights back. But I don't think many kids would do that. I think half of us would be quivering in a corner and the other half would be like calling 911 and saying, hell. Well, and let's remember he does call 911. Oh yeah, that's right. So at some point the phones came back into yep. service. And but he's only calling 911 for his neighbor's house. He's still not calling 911 for himself. Yeah. And that's the point because that's because he called to order pizza too. So the phones do right? come back at some point. Yep. And you would think that like at least the dad, maybe not the mom if she's traveling, but you would think every hour they would call home. Right. Yeah. What Just the hell? Ch- check to see if it's back on. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, good questions, Trey. I liked those. Those were good questions. Thanks. I have a couple more random things. Go for it. The plan from Harry to, to pose as a cop, to get the lay of the land and to see who's like gone. That's brilliant. I'm sorry. Absolute genius. That is my, one of my first notes was like, that is, that is brilliant. Yeah. Like to get and like, he has the timers. He knows the timers. He knows which one has timers because they tell them the plan. They're like, oh, how are you staying safe this season? Oh, well, I have automatic timers. I'm, you know, and they tell them everything Genius. and who wouldn't it was. Yeah. Um, and then my very last note, and I'm saying this cause I think my brother will kill me if I don't say it because <laughs> I make this comment every year is that when first off there's a blooper, uh, when Kevin is eating dinner, you can see two different meals on his plate. Really? It, yep. Um, but my, I never really noticed it. I'm going to have to like, I was told that I'm going to have to, and I didn't notice it this round, but maybe I wasn't paying attention. Um, my thing is he like, he placed himself at dinner. There's macaroni and cheese all ready to go. The candles are lit and he's about to take a bite when the clock goes off. And that's when he starts his like plan or whatever. And I am like, dude, you have been running around all day. You are hungry. You when the clock goes off, you don't blow out the candles and lightly pl- place your silverware on the thing and go off to do what you're doing. You go <gasps> and then right. put it all in like, like right. cartoon, like shove it in your mouth yeah, and then continue exactly. with your plan. Like, right. yeah, no, that, that was, that scene actually annoyed me uh, arguably the most because I had the same thought. I was like, well, you know, they're coming at nine 30 and you're sitting down to dinner at nine 30. Like, what you yeah. doing? And what you doing? He picked up a knife and fork. You're not. Yeah, you don't, you that's don't not how you yeah. cheese with the knife. <laughs> right. Yeah, it Sus. was meant to just be that, like, you know. Yeah. All right, notes roundup, guys. Does anybody have anything they haven't mentioned yet? Oh, John Candy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. John yep. Candy. It's a relatively small huge. Role. I was like huge star for a very very. Yeah small role and the yeah. more i watch this as an adult the more i'm convinced that 
most if not all of his lines are ad lib oh (laughs) i yeah i you know what i want to say that i look like read that that like whole like scene without him being left somewhere yeah like the scene in the van more than anything else i'm like that's him just that's just him talking he like he knew the idea and just went off of it and Catherine o'hara is an improv you know yeah um, icon too so she was able to just work with it yep yeah i'd see i yep i totally buy it I feel like his character is was very close to his character in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. And I wonder, when did, do we know when Planes, Trains? I think it was a year before. So I wonder if he, if it was maybe the part of the reason why he's in this is because oh, maybe. of his character in that. But John Candy and Macaulay Culkin meet again in Uncle Buck, right? Oh, Uncle Buck. Uh, Uncle, Uncle Buck. Buck was first, wasn't it? Oh, was it? I never, Maybe, I've never I actually thought, seen Uncle Buck. I've only seen the scene of them at the table when he's like, are you married? No. Why? It's a long yeah. story. That's an I've even longer se- story. I've never seen that either, actually. So actually, let's do a really quick look up and see. Uncle Buck was 1989. Oh, all right. Okay. And Plain Trains and Automobiles was 87. There we go. Oh, wow. Okay. So um, I do rec- I did recognize some of the other child actress actors and actresses aside from Macaulay Culkin. Definitely Megan, the actress who played Megan, was in this movie called Big Girls Don't Cry, They Get Even. Does anybody remember oh. this movie? Big um, Girls Don't Cry. Maybe. It's was she the blonde? So I feel like she may have been riding home the Home Alone, you know, okay. wagon to get this role. So that is basically all I remember about this movie. It was not a good movie, but I, I just, every time I see her in Home Alone, I'm like, oh yeah, big girls don't cry, they get even girl. And then the other person I recognized is Jeff, um, Kevin's brother, the redhead, mm-hmm. who was in oh, Pete yeah. and Pete. Does uh, that sound right? Yes, Pete yes. Pete. Uh, Pete and Pete. I remember that. Right. I don't remember it. I just remember the name of it. And I, I mean, him. Fuller is oh, Kieran Culkin. Yeah. Kieran Culkin, of course. <laughs> I ignored Kieran Culkin. <laughs> Oh yeah, I think he's in uh, a more recent um, succession. Oh yeah, he is. Yeah. He, oh yeah, he, he's he arguably more famous than Macaulay Culkin. More of a filmography than Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. All right. So, Martini Shot, would you recommend this movie? Yeah, yeah. It's. I think it's a fun Christmas movie. I think for the kids. I and like you said, a lot of the kids' movies nowadays are even dumber. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so I like the classics. Um, so yeah, and I would. I feel like um, kids or, you know, yeah, children don't like watching old movies, but Christmas is like an exception. Mm-hmm. Like during Christmas time, you can be like, oh, well, this is, you know, the family movie that you sit down and watch. So, and like, all you have to explain is they don't have cell phones. Right. And that's it. Like right. that. You just have to explain that. And yep. Serena Martini shot. Would you recommend this movie? I still say yes. I watch it every Christmas. And honestly, it's just, even though it's stupid in some ways, uh, it's still kind of like a feel good movie. It puts me in a bit of a good mood and brings me back to the nineties, you know? Yep. I agree. I, and I say yes as well, because yeah, everything you guys just said, it's just, it's part of the list of Christmas movie classics that Mm -hmm. I have to watch every year. So everybody has to watch it. That's my rule. All right. All right, really super quickly. Does anybody have any recommendations for um, what you guys have been oh, watching? Not I had one. Movie. What was I? The Wilds. The Wilds. The oh. Wilds. It's season two just started. Mm-hmm. Um, I highly recommend it. It's kind of like Lost meets um, 
gosh, what was that book we had to read in, when um, kids were abandoned on an island? Run, oh, Island of the uh, Lord of the, the Lord of the Flies. Oh yeah, it's like it's like Hunger Games meets Lord of the Flies meets Lost. It's but it's it's I I highly recommend it. Okay, good. No, I did. I do remember when season one came out and it, there was like a big buzz around it. So good. I'm glad to glad to hear that it's actually good and not just, you know, the world. Well, saying I like it. Well, eh, eh. <laughs> all right, Serena, you got anything? Uh, I'm still on Gossip Girl. <laughs> still working through Gossip Girl. That is oh, there that's been your year long oh, oh, project. Oh. I just started this uh, last last night. I only got 24 minutes in, but um, The Lincoln Lawyer is a new show on Netflix. Um, have you seen based, the movie? Based on the novel, and I have seen the movie, and I really like the movie. I think I just have a little crushy poo on Matthew McConaughey. Agreed. <laughs> but uh, yeah, good movie. Uh, I guess the book had some rave reviews, and then this show is, I don't know if it's a mini series or not. I just started it, but uh, so far I really like it um great acting um sticking to the plot line you know so far 24 minutes and i like it so i guess i could throw that out as a recommendation nice um the only recommendation i have is eurovision happened this weekend (laughs) you need some silly background noise that is a fun thing to watch i've never watched it but i did read the book space opera yes yes (laughs) Honestly, space opera is the reason that I know about Eurovision yeah. when it came out a few years ago. And ever since then, I'm like, I, I always have to watch this, yeah. <laughs> this bonkers thing that is happening. All right. Um, next movie. Are we ready for next Ooh, movie? Oh, no. <laughs> Zoolander. <laughs> oh, my God. I literally just was texting about that. That's so actually, oh, I love that movie. I love that movie. Too. I, I never oh. get sick of Ben Stiller. Oh my God. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. If you like what you hear, you can find more great episodes over on our website, www.millennialsofthemoviehouse.com or wherever you find your podcasts. Curious about updates, extras from our episodes, or want to add your two cents about a reviewed movie? We're also on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle for both is at the movie Millies. Check us out and make sure to follow us. So until next time, we're millennials and we'll see you at the movie house.